0: Welcome to At the Table with Gail and no, I'm not Tanya (laughs) at Coast Access Radio. Gail Hall is here. <laughs> Tanya's got the day off, so fair enough. Gail, congratulations on an amazing achievement the other day in in your uh, numeracy.
1: Uh, uh, my numeracy. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's nice. He's not mentioning numbers. Did you note? Yes. I didn't hear the good wishes, Todd, but, uh, but thank you for them because a lot of other people did. Oh. Did you hear Todd on the radio wishing you a happy birthday? Isn't that great? That's yeah. lovely. Yeah, that's no, great. it was really, really nice, yeah. And I had a nice day. I had a surprise tea. Uh, that my son organised, which I didn't know what was happening, brought all the food and everything, so it was a really, you know, lovely time, and uh, and then another son arrived last night down from um, New Plymouth for a surprise, and we had lovely Indian takeaways mm. and a wine.
0: Just one wine. Yes, just one
1: wine. Just one. Yeah, yeah. One <laughs> bottle.
0: Yes. Amazing how big the glasses are these days. <laughs> oh, that's lovely. Well, congratulations. Thank Gail. you
1: very much, Todd. That's lovely. lovely. Yeah, I'll forget about it now till next year. When
0: I heard the number, to be fair, I, I was gobsmacked. I had no idea it was that number. So, and, you know. You'd thank a day you. Over uh, th- oh,
1: thank you, thank you, Todd. Thank yeah, you. Lovely. Well, having all those accolades thrown my way, um, what we're going to do for you today is start off with grilled um, courgette and vine tomato salad with mint. And goat cheese. Oh, yes, yeah, sound nice. That's nice for the hot weather. Oh, beautiful, yeah. absolutely. Well, I'm pleased we're actually getting some hot weather again. Mm. It's really nice. But I was grateful for the rain, Todd. Was grateful for the rain. Just means I got to mow the lawns. Exactly. My lawn mower man came this morning, so I could see them just going <laughs> green as soon as that rain dropped off. Mm. It was just beautiful. All right. Right. So we'll get on with this. So we're, what we're going to need is um, six courgettes. Uh, cut in quarters lengthways, Mm -hmm. and a good drizzle of um, olive oil. Now, 16 vine tomatoes. Now, the vine ones are usually, when we see in the supermarket, the ones that have still got the vines actually attached to them. But honestly, any tomatoes, and you could even make it cherry ones because, you know, there'll probably be no need to cut them then. Cherry ones,
0: to me, are, are tastier. Oh, they're beautiful. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And they're especially nice straight from the garden, which I picked about five or six this morning. Mm. It doesn't seem many, but you know, when you eat them carefully one by one, they taste lovely. And we've got 20 uh, grams of pine nuts, one bunch of mint leaves Mm -hmm. um, picked, and of course, you know, you can just pick the stems and take off the leaves later. Everybody seems to have mint in the garden, and 150 grams of goat cheese crumbled. How easy is it to get? To get goat cheese, is that pretty, Oh, it's I think I don't it, it's, buy. Pre, it's pretty easy. It's a standard thing now. And I must admit, Todd, not my favourite cheese, but please don't be put off by that because a lot of people love goat's cheese. But, um, it's just not my thing. Could you substitute it with, say, feta? Yes, you could. Yeah. You could. You could substitute it with feta and that would be my take unless I was making it for somebody that really liked goat's cheese. Yeah. Um, and two tablespoons of balsamic vinegar. Yes, no, Todd, the the goat's cheese is there, you know, with all the other cheeses on the supermarket. Now, once upon a time, you never saw it, but Mm. um, very, very popular now. Okay. So what we're going to do is preheat our oven to high grill and then place on a lined oven tray, and when I say lined, I mean with baking paper, uh, and arrange in a single layer um the courgettes, you know, the, they've been cut, you know, sort of into those quarters and drizzle with the olive oil and season slightly or lightly, you know, with pepper and salt. Mm-hmm. Now you're grilling those courgettes in the oven because you've got it on high grill. So watch it for five minutes. And after the initial five minutes cook time, add the tomatoes to the tray with the courgettes and cook a further Eight minutes okay. So you you've all to... got timers on your um Ovens And, ovens yeah. and even on your cell phones yeah. You know you can do that You don't have to turn them or anything like that No you don't have to turn them right. No they've just grilled And you've got that oil over them So you probably um, You know sometimes you can just give them a bit of a shimmy shake But no yeah. it, it uh, just leave them there And then put your tomatoes in For eight minutes mm-hmm. Then when that's done um, Add the pine nuts Onto the tray for two minutes as well, okay. because, um, until the veggies are tender and the pine nuts, you know, pine nuts are lovely roasted. Do you like them or toasted? You know, they're really I, nice.
0: Personally, I don't have them too much. I'm, I'm pretty much of a, a meat and potatoes guy. Oh,
1: okay. <laughs> meat, potatoes and gravy. Did you hear oh, that? <laughs> must find a recipe for that. <laughs> and then, you know, once you've done that, um, get it out of the, um, you know, the oven and arrange the jets, tomatoes and pine nuts on a platter and it does look nice. And then get your goat cheese and crumble it over with, you know, your lovely little leaves of mint. Yep. And then last of all, you've got your um, balsamic vinegar and just drizzle that over the top. Now that's beautiful for a for a summer's day and what I usually do Todd I, I do show the illustration but if you're a meat and gravies man and potato uh, <laughs> this probably won't appeal but I'm going to show it to you anyway. Oh look at that
0: look, look at that, hold that up to the microphone, <laughs> so she did which is, that, that's, So oh, it's that's lovely beautiful.
1: and bright and it's lovely yeah, with those um, fine tomatoes which I do note in the illustration that they are little they're not the big ones, yeah, you uh, know the nice little ones but if you have your cut to the tomatoes well you know go ahead and cut them. Yeah, it's a lovely summer's meal. That, it is a lovely a summer's meal. meal. Right it's absolutely lovely. Yeah, oh, absolutely nice. And I do like courgettes, I must admit, either quickly stir-fried or, as they've done there, they've grilled them.
0: Mm. that sounds nice. Even, you know, even I'd be tempted with that. Find me a cook. That would be something else,
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, we're putting the word out there, Todd.
0: Well, it was <laughs> Valentine's Day the other day. My poetry didn't go down that well.
1: Oh, didn't it?
0: No. Uh, oh,
1: you did you want, did you express it over the radio?
0: Yeah, I did. Do you want to hear it? Yes. <clears throat> Roses are red, violets are purple, you're as sweet as maple syrup.
1: <laughs> you don't mean maple syrup, do you? And no. you've said it in a different way. No, well,
0: purple syrup.
1: Yeah, I know, it's purple syrup. Uh, it's a rhyme. It's a rhyme, but really in your head, was it syrup? Uh, see, this is where I've gone wrong. <laughs> Uh, unless there's a person called Maple Circle. Ah, oh, that's a nice... Ah, you're thinking yeah. outside the square. Yeah, right. there you are. But anyway, having said that, we'll move on
0: <laughs> <Please>. um
1: <laughs> to Saffron Bulga Tabooli. Now, what is that? I oh, even... Tabooli's lovely, and they do sell it at Dally's. You can try it out. Get a small one, Todd, and convert yourself a little bit. So it's a bit like sort of couscous, that sort of thing? Exactly. Okay. Yeah, exactly. And uh Tabooli, it's sort of like an eastern... Dish, yep. Middle East, I'm talking about, and um, basically very, very popular, and it's popular here too as well. I quite like tabbouleh. What's bulgur? Bulgur is um, a type of wheat, and it's quite small, a small grain, quite okay. a small grain. Yeah. But, um, and of course, you know, you've got to, you can't just eat it out of the packet, Todd just in case you see, buy some. Uh, It has to be cooked. Okay, all right. right. But anyway, it's lovely. And the saffron, of course, have you heard of saffron? Yes. Yeah, that will make it yellow. I'm just wild about saffron. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Wow, this guy's different. Okay, saffron bulgur tabbouleh. The ingredients are one and a half cups of chicken stock, and by having chicken stock, you can get it already made or if you've got the cubes, you just maybe add one or, well, one at least and or two if you like a little bit of extra flavor. Yep. Four to five saffron threads, one cup of bulgur wheat, one red onion finely diced, one punnet, as we were talking before, cherry tomatoes halved. Yeah. One uh, cucumber, and it can be a Telegraph one because there are different cucumbers. Um, Todd, I'm sure you've realised that when you do you walk through the veggie department at all? Um, well, you have to <laughs> because
0: generally any supermarket you go into, that's the first place. You
1: that's get. true. That's true. Yeah. Well, you might go through bind folder, but anyway, one Telegraph. Oh, <laughs> One telegraph cucumber, or you can get those short squat cucumbers. So there is a difference, but the long ones probably look better and cut better. Two tablespoons of parsley, and that's chopped as well. Mm -hmm. Two lemons, juiced, and again, one tablespoon of olive oil. Mm -hmm. Now, that's your ingredients. Now, what we're doing is placing the stock, the saffron, in a medium pot and bring to the boil. Once boiling, add the bulgur wheat and bring it back to the boil. Okay. Cover with a lid and reduce heat to low and cook for 10 minutes. Just watch that it doesn't catch, but yep. it shouldn't do. After 10 minutes, remove from the heat and leave to steam. And that's in the pot, Todd, for a further 10 minutes because, you know, it's still cooking and that'll absorb, hopefully, all that lovely stock. Mm. Right, I so... Can, I can already
0: feel the aroma.
1: Yeah, well, there's more aroma to come, Todd, because we're going to add the rest of the uh, vegetables, which is your diced onion and your half tomatoes, the cucumber diced, the chopped parsley, and, uh, of course, the juice of the lemons, oh, okay? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, to finish, when you put this through, you've got to have a nice fork handy and fluff up that bulgur because it'll all go flat, in the pot you know because it's been steamed and it won't be all fluffy you've got to make it fluffy so fluff up the bowl of wheat up with a fork and put in a large bowl and add the remaining uh, tabuli ingredients now season lightly and um and and it's ready to serve
0: so what do you serve? Is this a meal in itself? or is Well, it, a, a it can
1: a- be. It's a, a salad accompaniment, really. I was going to say really. it's like a condiment, isn't it? Yeah, it oh, is. Yeah. yeah, it is. But, I mean, a lot of people, I mean, I've bought it before and gone and got a medium little, um, you know, pack at the deli just to have as a light lunch. Right. Oh, and okay. you maybe could have it with, um, which I would do, as little beets as well, beetroot, and salad-type things, and obviously very vegetarian. Oh, mind you, if you don't mind chicken stock, um, that's mm. fine. But you could use veggie stock anyway.
0: And the saffron will make it that sort of yellowy colour. That's won't it?
1: right, that's yeah. right, and that's what you're looking mm. at there—a lovely plate of oh, um, nice. yellow. It is, it's lovely. Mm. And you know, you could do a colour combination there, Todd, because look at the yellow and red look really great together with our oh um, yes, with the, tomatoes, with the grilled yeah, yeah, with the grilled um, uh, courgettes. courgettes and yeah, exactly. So it is quite a popular thing, and um, yep. Just give it a try.
0: Give it a try. That's right. Yeah, lovely.
1: Yeah, easy enough to make, Todd. Okay. Yep. Well, you know, now that you've
0: told me, basically that you know you don't like working with me.
1: (laughs) Did I say that, listeners? Did I say (laughs) that? Uh, He's here wearing a purple shirt and he looks good. Yes.
0: Yeah, that's why I'm on the radio. (laughs) I suppose. No, 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 no. But I know, I know. But that's lovely. Take a little bit of a break. You want to hear a
1: song? Yes, but um, actually I come in in a bit of a rush this morning, so I haven't even really thought of one. Perhaps we should get our heads together. Well, we just talked
0: about saffron.
1: What about mellow yellow? I'm just wild about about
0: saffron. Yes, yes. Oh, gee. You'd rather hear Donovan sing it than me, eh? Uh, uh, Well, no comment. No comment. (laughs) <laughs> All right, let's hear mellow yellow. We'll come back to At the Table with Gail in just a moment here at Coast Access Radio.
2: I'm just mad about saffron. Saffron's mad about me. I'm just mad about saffron. She's just mad about me, they call me, they call me Mellow Yellow, quite rightly, they call me Mellow Yellow, quite rightly, they call me Mellow Yellow, I'm just mad about 14, 14's mad about She's just mad about me They call me Mellow Yellow They call me Mellow Yellow Me yellow. Right, right, they call me Mellow Yellow. Quite right, rightly. They call me Mellow Yellow. Quite rightly. They call me Mellow Yellow. A Sudden grace, even that chunk of banana is bound to be the very next phase. Uh, they call it mellow yellow, quite rightly. They call me mellow yellow, quite rightly. They call me mellow yellow. The oh, so yellow. Yellow. Oh,
0: so You're back with At The Table with Gail and Todd this morning. Yes. At Coast Access Radio.
1: It's going well, Todd. It's yeah. going well. I
0: feel like a mellow yellow. <laughs> now, I used to get those as drinks. I think Coca-Cola that's made right, them. you did too, Actually, Remember those? Yeah, yeah those
1: mellow been, yellows. Like, saffron.
0: Yeah. We're all singing yeah. along to that. Oh, it was
1: great. Yeah, that was Todd's yeah. idea, yeah. Yeah, you know, finding oh, that song. That's the best idea I've had all week. Well, more today anyway. <laughs> so, But that was great. But we're going to start off um, this half of the program with um, – Cumin and honey-roasted baby carrots. Oh. And nice quick recipe. It's yep. actually a vegetable, Todd, so we're not into the salad thing. This is a vegetable you can serve mm. up with, you know, sort of maybe chops or something like that. Oh, nice and You big, could nice probably steak on the even put a packet gravy with it, Todd. Oh, yeah, but anyway, we've got this, and it is quite easy, but they are tasty because anything that's got honey in it sort of sweetens it up. Yeah. But, um, yeah, you could have it with a steak and have a, a bowl full of these too as well mm-hmm. uh, next on the table. 500 grams of uh, baby carrots, and that's the tops trimmed. And when I say tops trimmed, I don't mean actually take off the actual end of the carrot. I'm talking about the green bit. You know, so just strip off a little bit of that. Okay. Yeah, because it looks attractive when you're dishing them up. Mm -hmm. Two teaspoons of honey, one teaspoon of cumin seeds and two teaspoons of olive oil. Right. Now and also we need two tablespoons of pistachio nuts, which are really nice and roughly, roughly chopped. Mm-hmm. So because they add to add to the carrots as well. So before we start this recipe, we're preheating our oven to two hundred and twenty degrees Celsius. So it's quite a high heat. Now I was going to say
0: that is high. It heat. is a
1: high heat, but there's a reason for that because we are roasting carrots okay. now as I said before trim the top of the carrots and I mean you know leave that little bit of green behind if you can and toss on a lined oven tray with and I you know you're obviously just putting mixing this together the honey the cumin seeds And the olive oil and season lightly because we like to have salt and pepper and everything, mostly. So just mix that together because if you're going to pour it over the carrots, you need to sort of maybe with a fork or something, roll them in and make sure that they are all mixed up together. Mm -hmm. And then you're roasting those carrots. And this is why we've got a high heat, Todd, is for 20 to 25 minutes until tender and golden.
0: And that'll really soften them up. Yeah, too, won't beautiful. Yeah.
1: yeah, not too soft. We like crunchy food, okay. mm-hmm. and and of course, then you put them on a lovely serving plate because you know putting um vegetables or anything actually, Todd, on a nice plate, sort of it's easy on the eye, so you can have a look, mm-hmm. and then roughly chop the potatoes and um put them over the top and serve them like that. Oh, that
0: sounds that yeah. sounds delightful, just the way it is.
1: It, it, it mm. well. Absolutely, and you'll get that little bit of a glaze, you know, sort of toss Gosh. them around a little bit, give them a little, get a pair of tongs and just, you know, quickly just change around so that they've got that honey and, and um, the olive oil and the seeds all over them. Just like that glaze you find on ham at Christmas time, eh? Exactly, oh, oh. Yeah. yeah, and I love it. I love it. So that is our um, nice easy recipe. I tossed one in. It's a nice little quick one. But we're going to move on um, to something that's quite lengthy. So um, we'll get through that um, as we go. This is called Gail's
0: Easter Loaves. And I saw this and I thought, have we been spelling your name wrong all these years? But it's not actually you. No, it's not. Not But
1: I did see it, Todd, and saw Gail's Easter Loaves. And I thought... Well, I meant to say that on the over my program, but it does not spell my name. My name is G A I L, and but I saw this and I thought there's a message there that I should do this recipe. Very
0: good, because this is G A E
1: L. That's yes. correct, Gails. Yeah. And I looked at it and I said Easter loaves, and I thought, hey, we're just about the end of February. No, and I mean, you know, it won't take long and you might need to prepare yourself or to just keep this recipe aside, um, for, for Easter or before Easter because it's very yummy.
0: And the good thing about this is there's chocolate in it.
1: That's right. Chocolate in the middle. So this is a brioche, uh, recipe. Now you can do these and, um, I've got the big, Muffin pans, you know, so you can do them in that. Or if you've got friand tins or something like that, you can do them in that too as well. But my suggestion is is to do them in the big muffin um, trays. They'll okay. just look lovely. So, uh, And they have got chocolate inside. Um, Todd noticed that straight away. Yeah. And now we've got, uh, to start off with, 500 grams of plain flour sifted, mm-hmm. salt, one and a... Half or half, one and a half teaspoons of dried yeast um, and one teaspoon of caster sugar. Yep. Three tablespoons of warm water. Now, this takes a lot of eggs. I sort of wasn't quite sure when I read this recipe. I sort of thought, oh, four eggs. But actually, it looks like there's four eggs, which are whole eggs, and four egg yolks. But please, you know there's a recipe on our website that's... um, A pavlova that's got four egg whites in it so use your egg whites for for meringues or something like that if we're not we're not using them in this particular um, recipe so it does seem a lot but you can use them i think you can keep them in the fridge for a while 150 grams of melted butter 30 grams again of caster sugar and two squares of chocolate for each loaf. And when I say each loaf, I mean each uh, that goes into the muffin um, trays. Each one has two um, squares of chocolate going into them.
0: Any particular sort of chocolate you'd oh, recommend?
1: I think, oh, to me, it would be nice to be dark chocolate. Mm. Yeah, because I think that would look really good. And dark chocolate, believe it or not, Todd, is better for you.
0: No, I understand that, yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, I get that. So
1: when you're eating all the other sweet stuff, just remember the chocolate inside is better for you. You used to be able to get
0: that cooking chocolate. Can you still buy that?
1: Yes, you can, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, you could probably put that in, but like, it doesn't stipulate that. Like but energy it's, uh, chocolate
0: as well. It's yeah, energy
1: sort of, chocolate, yeah, mm, anything mm. like that. Right. I wouldn't put nuts or anything like that in it, though, but just plain chocolate. Okay. Right. So And then you're going to glaze these with beaten eggs. So maybe you could keep a little bit of yolk and a little bit of white for that. Because, you know, share it. Now, what we're doing is dissolving the sugar in the uh, warm water and sprinkle with the yeast granules and leave for approximately five minutes Mm -hmm. um, so that you'll see it sort of like fizzes on the top, you know, Yeah. and you'll see that it is working. That's the yeast working. Now, meanwhile, while that's doing in the five minutes, sift the flour into a warm bowl. Form a well in in the flour, melt butter, combine with the caster sugar, eggs and egg yolks and tip this mixture into the flour. That's the indentation that you've made Mm -hmm. and beat with a hand beater. Or if you are doing this and if you've got a dough hook on your mixer, uh, please use that. But it won't make any difference. A good wooden spoon or something like that will do just as well. And give it a good mix uh, and when it's well combined it should sort of look a little bit spongy looking so I know it says you could do this for five minutes well if you're doing that by hand it might seem a long time but it's not really just do it in little bits but on the dough hook you don't have to worry about it now when you've done that and it's formed that spongy sort of look uh, in, a, in a dough ball cover with a damp cloth and leave to rise in a warm place for one hour and that can be your hot water cupboard Put a cloth over it, put it in a sunny space on your kitchen table if that sun's pouring in yep. or something like that. Meanwhile, grease your tins. Um, you know, I've got spray oil, so that's what I do. It's nice and easy. I go do over the top yep. and break the chocolate into two-piece squares. So you're getting two-piece squares in this. When dough has doubled inside, punch down the dough and knead lightly. Cut dough into 10 or 12 pieces. Press each piece into a disc, and you can know what I mean, like a wheel, just a little disc like that. Mm-hmm. Place two squares of chocolate in the middle and fold over the dough and just give it a little, you know, um, a crush in your hands. Place in the greased tin, seam side down, cover with a dry cloth again and leave to prove for one hour. So it's a bit lengthy, but that's what happens when you're using yeast. So, you know, just enjoy because it's going to be a a great um, product at the end. Right. Brush with beaten eggs after that hour, the beaten mixture that you've got to glaze. Preheat the oven, which you should have done a little bit beforehand, to 230 degrees Celsius. So this is quite hot. Yeah. And bake for 10 minutes. Now, if the loaves turn too golden straight away, turn the oven down to 200 degrees, and um, then they'll be done. But I think you'd be right if you'd use middle oven. Just keep an eye, though.
0: Oh, my mouth is salivating. In fact, I've dribbled all over the recipe here. I've just got to get a towel. <laughs> yeah.
1: so, um, so that's it, and I just think, you know, it's called brioche, and I think it's quite special, uh, maybe for Easter, but I think you could just do this any time. Any old time. Any old time, yeah. yeah. And. Um,
0: do you let this cool down a bit when you eat, or do you still eat it when it's warm?
1: Well, I think, well, if you leave it till, I suppose the chocolate will sort of melt in the middle, but I don't know if it might just sort of. Retain its shape a bit, but it'll be lovely and gooey, and you know, just melted. Yeah. And um, but if I if you you know leaving them till they're cold, I don't know whether that chocolate will solidify. I'm not sure.
0: Yeah. Would you put this in the fridge? Uh.
1: uh afterwards. Yes, uh, I would, uh, but not please not metal. Uh, if you're putting stuff like this in the fridge, please use um glass or uh glasses. Not always um you know the right thing, Mm. because it's not big enough. But if you've got those plastic containers, click clacks, I would be inclined to put them in that. Okay. Because um, metal creates condensation, and I don't think that's very good for what's inside. Okay. And um, so, yes, I I would do that. But look, these are so nice, listeners, that there won't be any left to put in the fridge. (laughs) So you can just eat them over the period of a day or two. All right. Well, that's Gail's... With an E L G A E
0: L S Easter loaves. That's right,
1: yeah. What? Easter loaves or Easter muffins. So, I mean, they say you can make them in the in the muffin trays. But if you've got – some people have mini loaf tins, Todd, in their baking um, bakeware. So, you know, the little little wee tins like that. I've actually got some, but I've only got two because, you know, I d not intend making, you know, ten brioche things. So that's why I've got the big muffin trays.
0: Yeah, good idea. Ah, oh, well, you've done an amazing job again, Gail. It's been a delight to hear about some of these.
1: Well, I hope people that you know, enjoy um looking at them and seeing them and seeing if they can make them. Um but uh, yeah, I enjoy it too, Todd. I enjoy sort of, you know, going through um some recipes and um looking for something for the following week and um looking at something that I know that uh, they'll like or not too difficult to make. At the table with Gail. What a delight
0: to have stood in for Tanya. Gail, thank you.
1: It's lovely being here with you, Todd. Yeah, yeah, I've enjoyed it. it. Yeah, it's great. Thank you.
0: Hopefully you get the real person back next week.
1: Yes. (laughs) Thanks, Gail. (laughs) Thank you.